0: home, I noticed that a figure had emerged on my neighbor's dock, and something told me it was Mr. Gatsby.
1: Once I started reading The Great Gatsby and got hooked right away. The glitzy party, Gatsby's charm, and the love story was so interesting. The book made the, made the 1920s come alive. It was so easy to follow. And by the end, I was thinking about the big ideas they'd explored. Super enjoyable read. So The Great Gatsby isn't just about parties and love drama. It's like a sneak peek into our own dreams and desires. Gatsby's hustle for success and love hits close to home. The book kind of nudges you to think about what really matters in life, whether the whole chase for success is worth it. It's not just a story. It's like a friendly reminder to ponder like life's bigger, big questions without getting too heavy. Easy, right? Um, to start us off, let's get to know our speakers. I'm interested to know everyone's favorite book genre, why it's appealing to you, and a favorite book in that genre. Um, why don't we have Iusman talk first?
0: Hey, I'm a Iusman. So my favorite book genre is um horror this is because horror is very uh vague and can be expressed through many means my personal favorite is um cosmic horror or like, anything that has to do with like the idea of like like a bigger bigger type of horror so my favorite book about that is um i have no mouth and i must scream by harlan enison because it explores the idea of like a dystopian horror in this dystopian world of no savior. And it's just, it's very eerie. And I enjoyed that very much.
1: Why don't we have Blake going next?
2: Um, I also love the horror genre. Similar to that, my overall favorite type are like thrillers or murder mysteries. I like the thrill of finding out mysteries and discovering hidden truths. My favorite thriller book has to be My Lovely Wife by Samantha dowing it's a dark and twisted novel about a couple with a dying marriage, and the only thing to keep it alive is murder. It's a phenomenal read, and it makes you want to keep reading as twists and hidden truths keep you guessing. Let's hear from you, Amethyst.
3: Um, I'm Amethyst, i favorite genre is drama, mainly because in dramas, characters have more potential to develop and be dynamic. My favorite trip to see a character is a redemption arc or the exact opposite. A book says has a well-paced redemption arc The Trials of Apollo by Rick Royden, my favorite series.
1: Wow, those are all good picks, guys. But last but not least, it's me, Noel. My favorite genres are mainly gothic fantasy or dark fantasy. They give me that eerie, mysterious vibe and let my, let, helps me run, let my imagination run wild. You're,
0: you're very expressive.
1: Um, <clears throat> one book that nails it for me is The Graveyard Book by Neil Gaiman. It's a delightful blend of gothic fantasy and coming-of-age storytelling. One aspect I enjoyed was the unique, unique setting. The protagonist, nobody But Owens, is raised by ghosts in a graveyard. The supernatural atmosphere and interactions with otherworldly characters make it a capt- captivating read for gothic fantasy fans.
2: Now let's get started into our conversation about The Great Gatsby. Um, let's start off with some questions. This first set of questions sh- should um, relate to the themes of symbols and symbolism. Does anyone want to go first and ask us sim- a question about symbolism?
1: So, Blake, I, I, um, I, what do you have to say? What questions would you want to say to us for us to discuss? I, go ahead.
2: Um, What do you think the constant parties and spending of wealth symbolizes about Gatsby and his character?
1: Um... All those parties and the crazy spending of Gatsby? It's like Gatsby's way of shouting to the world, look at me. The constant parties and showers of wealth are more than just a good time. They're Gatsby's attempt to show off and create this glamorous image. It's like he's building a a facade, a grand illusion of success and happiness. But deep down, it's a symbol of his longing for acceptance and life, especially from Daisy. The parties aren't just for, about fun they're, they're I guess they're Gatsby's extravagant way of trying to fill a void and make a statement about who he wants to be in society can I can I go yep I,
0: I agree uh, I'm just gonna say I agree that he I feel like this the the whole point of his big parties were just trying to send out like a bigger message of who he is like especially towards like um people like Nick and Jordan so his whole point was to you know um get the attention of Daisy and um, I feel like though these big parties were a little overkill because mainly because Daisy didn't actually you know get his uh, get his attention or anything but um, I feel like it's also a like the bigger picture of how wealthy people keep um, well try to use their money to get what they want but sometimes they never actually you know it never actually happens they never actually get succeed at what getting what they want
3: Um, I find that the constant parties and spending in Gatsby symbolizes how lonely he is. At the very first party Nick went to, he realized that Gatsby just wasn't there at all. Throughout the party, Gatsby only showed up twice, once to talk to Nick, and the second time to request a song. If Gatsby has all this money and all this fame, why doesn't he take, like, actual advantage of it? He does use his money for his mansion, his parties, and his car. He doesn't actually draw attention to himself. Not intentionally, anyways. At the very end of the book, during his funeral, we just see how, we see just how lonely he actually is. Almost no one shows up. Those who did showed up, those who did who, sh- those who those did show up were news outlets trying to exploit his death. The only people who cared to show up was Nick, Getsu's father, and Owl Eyes.
2: I feel like I agree with all of what you said. Um, me personally, I'm like, Gatsby's mansion is never empty. He always hosts glamorous parties. Um, they happen so often throughout the book that they end up like symbolizing the glamorous lifestyle that Gatsby has and the ideal, quote unquote, ideal um, living situation of the roaring twenties. The fascination of new money as he tries to impress everyone with everything he has. It kind of goes into discussion of whether like money buys happiness because the parties are meaningless. And even the guests are, like, empty inside. Like, half of the guests are either going through divorces, trying to find a new man, or they're just there just to be there. They don't know Gatsby. Gatsby doesn't know them. Like, when Nick went to the party, he was, like, one of the first people to be invited. Everyone else just showed up. So I feel like Gatsby kind of throws on these parties, and it symbolizes how, like, he's just, like, trying to, like, prove to others and, like, just spread his wealth and try to, like, I don't know, just, I don't know, like, share his wealth and he doesn't, like, seem happy with it. Like, he doesn't really enjoy his parties. So I feel like he's just putting up a facade to impress other people. um, So, and to build his character.
1: I guess his social class also comes into play because, like, he wants a certain image to be shown to Daisy. Like, oh, look, I'm so attractive. Like, I'm in your social class. Um, We should talk, blah, blah, blah. It's It's like throwing a whole party and, like, especially that she's, um, Gatsby is on the other side of, like, the... (laughs) Mm -hmm. What I meant was that that social class definitely plays a role in this.
2: Anyone want to ask another question? On symbolism?
0: Um, this has nothing to do with, um, the the wealth class or anything but throughout the book we see a lot of um uh especially when it, when it comes to the setting we see a lot of weather changes and it plays out to the scene i was just wondering what, what do you guys like, how do you guys think that also like how does weather resemble people now and how did it resemble people in the book
1: um anyone can answer In Weather in Gatsby, it was like a nature's mood ring reflecting what's going on with the characters. When it's sunny, things seem bright and promising, mirroring moments of hope and happiness. But w- but then when the storm clouds like roll in, like it's like a warning sign for the tension and conflicts ahead. The book uses the weather as this atmospheric backdrop where showing how it aligns with the emotional highs and lows of the characters. And well, in and in real life, well, we've all felt a bit gloomy on a rainy day, or uplifted by the sh- sunshine, right? Gatsby does a solid job weaving weather into this narrative, making it skills, making it scroll. this subtle and but powerful symbol of the characters' inner worlds. I
0: agree. You guys want to answer? Okay.
2: Um, answer? I I agree. I feel like the weather represents. Um, Like the people in the book and their feelings and actions Um, like whether it's parties like it's a very vibrant atmosphere Um, and like how when there was like tragedy and arguments like the argument between Daisy, Tom and Gatsby um, over Daisy's love it was very chaotic inside as it was outside so I feel like it can like relates to the characters and their thoughts and feelings and I feel like F. Scott Fitzgerald does a very great job at comparing the two and make them blend together. I
1: agree. Amethyst?
3: Um, I agree with what Blake mostly said, how the weather sort of reflects um, how they feel. Like, for example, in the diner, when Tom, Daisy, and Gatsby are arguing, the tension is very high because of all this, like, unsaid feelings that's suddenly said when Tom, like, you know like from the heat just feels like just feels like restless and reckless okay.
1: and yeah um if you guys don't mind should, can I ask the next question Go for it okay so the um the question exactly that I was going to ask was how do you, how, how do this complex complex relationships in the novel such as Gatsby's unrequited love for Daisy contribute to the overall themes of the story?
2: I, I
0: think that um, Gatsby's love for Daisy blinded him from reality, and he was into his delusion too much. And um, this relates to the theme because um, I feel like if it wasn't for Gatsby's wealth, maybe he wouldn't have that idea that he can maybe buy or like work his way to getting Daisy's love back from Tom. And I feel like if it wasn't for um, him uh, being rich or anything, maybe he wouldn't actually like saw reality as it was. And um, I feel like that adds on to how money can corrupt people or change people's perspectives.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I feel like Gatsby's love for Daisy signifies his obsession with the past. Throughout the book, there's an underlying theme of yearning for something, especially in Gatsby's case. He for what he had with Daisy those five years ago. It was because he wanted Daisy's validation that he acquired all this wealth and fame. The tension between them, someone gives Gatsby a re- reason for all he does, like throwing grand parties and buying his mansion near to hers. It just gives him like a purpose for everything that he does in the book.
0: I agree.
2: Um, I feel like the complex relationships in the novel like you guys are all talking about gatsby and daisy i feel like this goes beyond them and like it all adds to the overall themes of the story because it denies the perfect lifestyle that we think we see on the surface like when outsiders look at the when outsiders look at the town people they look perfect like gatsby looks perfect yet you look deep inside and you see the broken cracks like in the relationships in all the relationships we see a constant theme of cheating it um from tom cheating on his wife daisy with myrtle and Daisy cheating on Tom with Gatsby. And when Nick went to the party, all of the guests at the party were intent on finding new partners other than their spouses. They were all trying to find a new man. I feel like the aspect of cheating and how common it is shows um, like how um, broken they all are. And it kind of goes against the stereotypes um, of like money could buy happiness and all that. So I feel like that's ex- extremely important to the story.
0: Okay. I agree. Um, I think that just leaves us with Amethyst with one more question about the two main themes.
2: Yeah, one more question about symbolism.
0: Or modern audience, because we barely got any of those. Okay. Um,
3: so how do you guys think the American dream and the festival it's put on is represented in, in the novel?
0: Can I answer that first? Go ahead. Um, I feel like when I when I hear about the, the American dream I believe that people in this country are able to go for whatever they want in the in their future, especially if they work hard for it. And I feel like the book connects this with I, once again, Gatsby's um story on how Gatsby's trying to work for Daisy's love, try to buy Daisy's love and try to get him uh, get her away from Tom. And I think this just also goes back to the um money equals you know, uh, change his perspective.
3: Um, to answer my own question for a bit, I think the American Dream is represented through Daisy. What? We keep talking about Gatsby and Daisy, but I really think that in Gatsby's eyes, the American Dream is Daisy. Like, all he does is for her, and that one line when he describes Daisy's voice as money. Like, I just think Daisy and wealth are um interchangeable terms for gatsby and yeah that's what um he always tries to um achieve
2: i feel like the, sorry i feel like the american dream is represented um plenty of times throughout the book like as i said earlier with the cheating and through gatsby like all the parties the wealth that everyone has and the lifestyle i feel like the american dream um, like the people that go to the parties give into the American dream in a way because, like how I said earlier, they don't even know Gatsby yet. they felt like they had to show up to these parties um to give into the glorious lifestyle, which isn't even that glorious. like let's be real, none of these quote unquote rich and wealthy people are happy. So it kind of goes into the topic of does money buy happiness because f Scott Fitzgerald does a great job at like kind of like relating to the modern audience as we will soon get into um about how it is represented through the characters that we see when talking about modern audience let's start with let's talk about ask three questions relating to the modern audience does anyone want to ask the first question on the theme of modern audience and connection to our current society and relevance um i have one
3: so let's see how wealth impacts all these characters, Tom, Daisy, and Gatsby, and Nick too. Um do you guys think wealth similarly similarly impacts people today?
2: I f- uh, I think it does. Um I feel like wealth is something like in current day of society, everyone wants it. That's the whole reason we technically exist, we work, we go to school, we get an education just to have money and provide for ourselves. So I feel like um, like, in current day, everyone wants to be rich. Everyone wants to be wealthy. Um, and I feel like this is very relevant to current day because, like, with Tom and Daisy, it kind of shows people who were wealthy, yet there were still problems. Like, yes, money can solve your problems. Like, it may, um, like, financially solve some of your problems. You may not have to be behind on rent or be in debt. But at the end of the day, you could still be miserable and be the same person you were before. Um, like, how... Um, Daisy is miserable with her child and miserable with her husband and Tom is cheating, I feel like it just kind of shows the crumble between money. And it kind of like talks to the reader in a way, telling the reader, like, you may want the money, but at the end of the day, it doesn't solve everything.
0: Um, I just want to say that um, I agree both that money is the motivation of everyone in um, this society. But I feel like it's just like when when you're talking about the motivation of money maybe it's like how people like view it some people actually want to just work hard to provide for their loved ones but i feel like if you're getting too much maybe you're not um you're valuing more on the like whatever you can get than actually valuing the people in your life like tom was in the book and yeah yeah
3: i agree with um what you guys said that these wealthy people just do you apathetic because of all the money they have? When anything anything on them.
1: Um, I guess uh sorry, um well people still get tangled in the cash game just like Gatsby and the crew did. The allure of wealth, the parties, the pressure. It's a familiar game. Gatsby sort of predicted this ongoing obsession with money. The book's characters aren't just stuck in the 20s. They're living out scenarios we play out in our lives today. It's like Fitzgerald tapped into this eternal truth. Money's magnetic, magnetic and it can warp our priorities and relationships no matter the error. So I think it just gets... Hit. It's honestly, like, people want money, but, like, money comes with consequences. Like, things mm. that you will have to deal with.
0: I agree, so if you guys mind if I ask, um, maybe if we, we maybe we already discussed the majority of this but um, how, do, how does these characters that are uh, in the book resemble people like in modern day? Anyway. Um,
1: I guess it's like honestly opening a window into modern life like Gatsby's chasing dreams in a world of flashy parties and high expectations. Daisy's navigating love and societal pressures. It's like Fitzgerald threw these timeless characters into the 20s, but their struggles and desires still ring true today. The characters become a mirror, reflecting our quest for love, success, and identity in the whirlwind of modern society. Oh, what do you have to say for this, Amethyst?
3: Um, I feel like these characters are very similar to modern-day people. Tom, for example, is arrogant and narrow-minded. He feels like he has all the power, and most of the time that's because he does. He's got a wife, a mansion, horses, wealth, and status. He has all these things because he grew up with money and knows how to use it. I feel like it's very similar to what the people today who who just do all these things just because they can.
0: um back to i actually want to like add my insight about this a bit just to clear it up i feel like when we when we read about um tom daisy gatsby and all these people we we see that like even throughout the wealth class like differences not a lot of the uh we see like nick for example he's like not as wealthy as tom gatsby but he's more um He's more aware compared to Tom and Gatsby. Tom is obviously into his own, his own ego, and Gatsby's into his, into his delusion. I feel like the more money, the more, um, negative you end up being, I feel like.
2: Okay, so, let's segue into our AP question. So, our AP question, um, is about to choose a character... And analyze how their origins shape them and their relationships and how their origins contribute to the meaning of the novel as a whole. So, I'll go first. I'm choosing Gatsby. Gatsby's backstory is very depressing, and it heavily influences his current character and personality. He grew up as a poor boy from North Dakota, formerly called James Gats, the son of a penniless farmer. He was very optimistic about his dreams, he ran away in, um, from home and searched them, and after five years of shadowing Dan Cody, he was equipped with the proper mannerisms and techniques to survive. But after his tragic passing, he was on his own. So he changed his name to Gatsby in, um, in a search for a new identity and new wealth. Um, that has been acquired through illegal activities like bo- bottle gagging and alcohol during Legging. bootlegging. My bad. During prohibition. He had slowly started walking up the wealth hierarchy. And to this day, this influences him because now that he has money and sees the harsh realities of working from the ground up, he wants to spend his wealth on others. Are you a spin? Um, you want to go next? Yes, um so
0: I chose Nick for mines because I personally feel like um that we're we are as the audience we are seeing this through his lens, and he is speaking from our perspective, so Nick is introduced in our story as the narrator, but we don't know a lot about him as like his backstory. We just know that he moved to West Egg and that he um is going into bonds, but we also hear a rumor that he is leaving his um his wife. However, um, one thing I like about Nick is like his his sense of perspective in the story. So his sense of perspective in the story is that he's basically us as the viewer. He's there in every event, and he is just um, giving the insight that we we are seeing outside the book to the characters, such as uh, Jordan and Gatsby. Such as when every single time Gatsby's into his own delusions, uh, Nick is just like, "Yo, listen." You should stop, you should stop trying to go for Daisy, you can't repeat the past. And personally, I like his character a lot because of how much I can relate to him as a person reading the book. Okay.
3: If I can just add on to that. I feel like Owl Eyes is a very random character who's like still mysterious. And so the first time we see him is like him drunk and gets to his library going on about how his books were real. This odd and short scene signifies, however, that looks can be deceiving. Owl Eyes merrily goes on about how the books were real but untouched. It shows that Owl Eyes already knows far more about Gatsby than the other characters do so far. He sees the, this facade that Gatsby tries to make, that he's rich and proper and educated, but still sees the person behind it, unlike nearly everyone else in that party. When Gatsby dies, Owl Eyes tells Nick. He was trying to visit Gats- Gatsby's place and it was closed off to- from the public. He's one of the only other people who perhaps by that time didn't know Gatsby as well as Nick did, still cared for or at the very least was curious about Gatsby. I always saw something in Gatsby that the others didn't right from the start.
1: Um, I guess I can go next. My character was Jordan Baker. In The Great Gatsby, Jordan Baker emerges as a character enveloped in mystery, her elusive origins and guarded demeanor, casting a captivating aura. As a professional golfer and a friend of Daisy Buchanan, Jordan's past and personal motivations remained veiled, contributing to her enigmatic allure. Her detached and morally ambiguous behavior, coupled with a reputation on and off of the golf course aligns the broad themes of superficiality and moral decay per- pervasive in the novel. Jordan's elusive background adds a layer of complexity to the narrative, serving as a lens through which S. Scott Fitzgerald critiques the societal norms and values of the jazz. In a mysterious presence, Jordan Baker becomes an integral part of the no- novel's exploration of deception and the f- and the characterizing of the roaring, roaring twenties.
2: Um, and on this, I want to know, um, what like outside of this, what character do you see yourself in?
1: Wow, that's a really good question, actually. Um, the <clears throat> honestly, oh, wait, I would have to think about this. Um, a character from the Great Gatsby, I see myself is probably Nick, honestly. I feel especially as I am the person who is the narrator of my own story, I kind of share similar characteristics to Nick. Like for example, feeling like time is going by so fast and I'm the only one that's in the past. Like for, like for example, everyone's living their own lives without worrying about the past. And here I am never thinking about the future, but rather the things I regret and don't. have. What about you guys?
3: Um, That's a good question. It's sort of, sort of hard to think about it though, because I don't really like the characters, but they are interesting. Mm-hmm. But if I had to choose someone, I would say Nick as well. I feel like he's a passive and sort of blank character. For most of the book, he merely observes the things around him and doesn't audibly put his input into anything. He gives most things to himself. But I feel this is done on purpose, because its defining feature is to reserve all judgment. So it's something I'm not th- quite allowed to be bothered about. After all, there's something I do as well. I know that i probably judge people as much as everyone else does. But I just try to keep it to myself. As long as my other thoughts.
2: Not us all being Nick. Because I was gonna <laughs> say I was Nick. But not to, like, hop on the trend. But I feel like Nick is the most relatable character. Like... He sees the world in such a fascinating way. Um, he's a new and adventurous person. He doesn't know much about the social class. He's, like, trying to find his way. And um, as, he is the, um, as he is the narrator and um, the most moral character, he provides the reader with a unique view as an outsider, looking into the new, confusing, and depriving world. He's an extremely relatable character.
3: So, before we wrap up, there's one last question that I have for you guys. What do you guys think of the book's title, and what does it mean to you?
2: Well, the title of the novel, The Great Gatsby, like, means and symbolizes a lot of things in itself. And it's extremely ironic. Um, The character, Gatsby, is not considered, quote-unquote, great, as he has many secrets and is shady and a mysterious character. And he also has some hidden secrets. Like, for example, a lot of people were convinced that he murdered someone. I mean, that doesn't really seem like a great person to me. And also, his name technically isn't Gatsby. It's James Gats. The name Gatsby is kind of a persona that was created by James. It's a character that he puts on for show. Um... He isn't real. Like it's like he's not real. Most of the things he does doesn't seem real. The Great Gatsby in itself shows the pedestal that he's put on in disguise in the name Great Gatsby, a pedestal who was put on by Nick as he conf- considers him a great figure. He always talks about how much he loves Gatsby, how much he um, is inspiring to him, um, and it's like all everyone else. It's Daisy too who sees Gatsby as, like, a vision of the future, um, and all the, um, all the townspeople who comes to his parties and sees Gatsby as this rich man that everyone loves, so, and the way he carries himself, too, with the old sport, I feel like the title, The Great Gatsby, just shows, um, a persona and a character that he puts on for show, and deep down, he still is James Gats, if that makes sense, but I feel like, he just puts on um the great gatsby he puts on gatsby's persona um to impress others and to impress himself and deep down he's depressed
1: honestly what an amazing answer blake honestly what i have to say is that you know great usually means awesome right but there's a sense of irony here it's like saying hey get me gatsby the guy with the killer parties and the mysterious charm But as we read, we realize there's more to it. The title is a bit of a teaser, making us question what makes Gatsby truly great. And if the greatness is as grand as it sounds, it's like Fitzgerald setting the stage for us to uncover the layers behind this amazingly great character. You know what I mean?
3: I know what you mean. Um, I think the title of the book shows how others perceive Gatsby and how he makes himself out to be. The title, The Great Gatsby, is something you would call a legend or a myth. Everyone in the book can't help but be curi- curious about Gatsby, and they all have their own notions about him. An example of this is when the lady at Gatsby's party says that he's killed a man. There are all these rumors circulating around him and garnered attention on Gatsby, but no one knows the true thing about him. People see him as a character or a figure, not a person.
2: Yeah, it's like we're all on the same page about that. I mean this novel is fantastic. Like not going to lie, when I heard the title and I knew we were going to read it for this unit, I kind of got like bored. I didn't want to do it. But like after reading it, I feel like I've learned like I've got new perspective on life. I remember like the first day of reading we did the can money buy happiness question, and I feel like my answer has changed. Initially it was yes, now it's like not really. Because I feel like these characters and F. Scott Fitzgerald does a great job of relating to us as readers and as young teenagers who would love to have money. I mean, I want all the money in the world right now. But at the same time, he does a great job of, like, appealing to our emotions and telling us, hey, like, we're all human after all. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Did any of your opinions change, too? Yes.
3: When I first, like, started reading the book, I was, like, very bored. I thought, like, the book was kind of plain and... But, like, the characters and the symbolism is, like, undeniably interesting. And I just sort of got absorbed. And I didn't even know it.
2: I just love this. I, like, honestly just love this book. I feel like it's such a great read. I'll recommend it to my friends. Um, And, I mean, I enjoyed it.
1: I guess I really liked how F. Scott Fitzgerald really worded his narrative, you know what I mean? Like his his way of just writing a book, it just seems like, it's like a work of art almost. And I really like, I really took appreciation for that. It was a good read. And like, there was some parts I was confused at, but like when we were approaching to the end, it kind of all started making sense. But I really appreciate the symbolism, the irony, everything that took place in this book, and I really appreciate it. so really, it's honestly a work of art. Yeah,
3: book. I agree with that. Old books, um, are really good at like creating an image. You know what? get that out.
1: You know, honestly, like, like it's like a cliche romance. Oh, okay.
2: I, I mean, I see it as appreciation romance in a way. Like, I mean, but once again, phenomenal read. F. Scott Fitzgerald is a mastermind. I am honestly so intrigued by him. And I feel like I would read more of his work. Um, I feel like he did such a great job um, with um, this novel. So, I mean, I want to thank all of you for sitting here and talking today about this book. I mean, we had some great discussions. Um, and I feel like we learned from each other's opinions and we really agreed on a lot of things. So. Definitely. Yeah. What do you rate this book? Final thing. What do you rate it out of 10?
3: Eight. Solid. Like it is like, I feel like it's a difficult book to understand the first time around. Especially if, like you haven't read anything similar to it. Um, But it's very
1: insightful. Honestly, I give it a nine. I feel like well, it's definitely not the type of book I read, like on the usual. It was definitely a change like I usually read like horror stuff. Like, you know? But like this this read, this book is definitely inspiring and I hope to read books like this in the future.
2: I agree. I will give it um I'll give it a eight as well. I think mean, it was phenomenal. Okay,
1: so no one wants to give it a ten?
2: Well, it did have its flaws, but it was still very good. Thank you all for sitting here and chatting about The Great Gatsby. It was wonderful to talk to you guys. Um, and this is us signing off. Thank you for listening to our podcast. This podcast was brought to you by Blake No. Amethyst and Yusman, your fellow MHA students. We want to thank you for listening to our first episode and stay tuned for more. Have a great night.